Good afternoon once again, Cougar Nation, soccer fans. Welcome to BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. I am the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. I'm joined as always by BYU's women's soccer head coach, Jen Rockwood. We are back for another successful road trip, but this one uh, to Ohio State. We'll get to that in a bit, but uh, what a week it's been for you. Last we talked, you were just coming off the win at Utah. You had two more games coming up before we would meet again. We are meeting again, and it's two more wins for your team. Yeah, we were really looking forward to this weekend of two really great games, one at home, you know, a top 20 matchup on the road, and, and the girls just did a phenomenal job. Our, our ability to, to score goals at home and... and uh, you know, not not get too tense because we only scored that one in the first half, but uh, really exploded in the second half and did a great job. So this is Facebook Live, and so we're pretty chilled out. We are interactive. We'll be taking your questions for Coach Rockwood later in the show. If you make it on the show, we'll get you some BYU women's soccer swag. Uh, join us on Facebook by just going to the comments section and uh, submitting questions there, or you can tweet them in to me, at Greg Rubel, uh, with or without a hashtag, no problem. Just get them in to me, and we'll get them uh, on the air. And that's how we do it here on Facebook Live. Elena Medeiros is our player guest this week, and she'll be coming up in uh, segment number two. So last we talked, uh, you'd just beaten Utah 2-0. Mm -hmm. Clean sheet, first of the season, yep. and then back-to-back -back shutouts on top of that. So three in a row mm -hmm. now, a 9 nothing scoreline over these last three wins. Yeah, as I mentioned, it, it was a great week for us all the way around. Um, just coming out with a lot of energy uh, at Southfield, you know, wanted to to put some nice goals in there, and then going on the road, again, consistent energy is what we've been hoping for uh, since our Penn State victory. And uh, I think we've been able to do that. Hopefully we've learned a lot from each of our games, and uh, we learned from OSU. We just addressed it today at practice, and we're hoping to even be better um, come Saturday afternoon. Okay, let's take a look back at last weekend. It was two games, at home to SMU on Thursday at Ohio State uh, on the following Monday, and you were home to SMU testing SMU. The goals would come, mm -hmm. uh, but at least you are, again, creating opportunities, which is what you want actually been a big part of it. Yeah, we talked a lot about our rhythm and our two-touch, and we had a lot of good possession in the first half. You know, ultimately, it, it didn't uh, go in the back of the net, but we certainly were moving the ball, and I think building our confidence as the game progressed. Um, we're getting to the end line and, and having some good looks in front of the goal, and then Paige goes ahead and puts that one in. Here's another look at the, at the Paige goal after yeah. Nadia just drills it into a player, right? Yep, and Murphy getting to the end line. I think that was about her third consecutive time to the end line, drawing in their defense and, and playing it back, which we've worked so much on. Uh, and then some other goals coming in. Murph's first of two. Yep, Murphy, those first-time hits there came in, coming off some great crosses. You know, Hannah's done a phenomenal job uh, in the back of the net for us and has helped us keep a big zero up on the scoreboard. Elena gets on the board here uh, in the second mm -hmm. half. Again, our forwards finding that space. We've worked a lot on serving balls in. Uh, Elena, you know, does, not a ton of power, right, Elena? But we've worked so much on our placement, and that was phenomenal. And then Murphy just putting her head down, and she's just been finishing so well consistently in practice every day. Love that she just put her head down and said, let me, let me go get it myself, and just placed it in, and, and a great finish for us. So that's a 4 nothing win over SMU last Thursday. That was your fourth win in a row. Mm -hmm. And to keep the streak going, you had to go on the road to Ohio State on Monday. Uh, and you'd never played uh, at the Buckeyes before. It was no. a game you've always kind of wanted, so you set mm -hmm. it up. Yeah, I've always wanted to go out there uh, to that school. They have such a great tradition in all of their sports. I mean, we've all heard of the football out there, but their soccer has been very dominant as well. And just excited to go out there and experience a, a new place, you know, a new field, a new team to compete against. They've had a great year. They were coming in, you know, and one poll had them in the top 10, another poll had them in the top 20. So we knew it would be a great challenge and a good matchup on the road. 
so it's a Big Ten power, Ohio State. Uh, they were 6-1 and one coming in. BYU was 5-1 and one coming in, both nationally ranked. BYU in the top ten, so a great matchup in every way. Uh, we got to Columbus on Saturday. You guys had a, or Sunday, I should say, mm -hmm. nice fireside uh, Sunday night. It was yeah. really, we'll get to the highlights in a second, but the fireside really well attended yeah. uh, out there in Ohio. It was, it was a phenomenal. One of the, the moms or the family from uh, the men's soccer team moves out there. We've known them, and they set this up and got the alumni involved and had a great turnout. Probably one of the biggest firesides we've ever done. The girls did an amazing job singing. Elena was playing the piano. Uh, we had some speakers, and uh, it's just it's nice. It's great for our team to, to have that opportunity to do that and to share with the, the folks there and then so many of them came out to our game we had almost felt like a home crowd for us there were so mm -hmm. many Cougar fans there great venue too uh, Jesse Memorial uh, Jesse Owens Memorial Stadium there in Columbus uh, averaging probably fewer than a thousand fans per game well over a thousand uh, for the BYU match as a lot of BYU fans showed up for that one now the Big Ten and Ohio State had a highlight package put together uh, so a lot of the highlights show Ohio State trying to score. It, it never happened. Right. Uh, they didn't have a, they, 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 they had not been shut out all season until Monday night. Mm -hmm. uh, first time they've been blanked all year as you guys went at 3-0. Yeah, it all starts with our pressure that our forwards applied. And we w worked last week on our midfielders kind of adding to that. And, you know, we've been able to score a lot of our goals early off of our intense pressure and just making uh, our opponents uncomfortable. And uh, the energy was great. The girls were excited to prove themselves. And uh, Murphy and Nadia and Ashley and, and Elena just all put so much pressure. We were able to get a turnover that led ultimately to that early goal that kind of settled us in a little bit. And I thought we were pretty good and pretty dominant in that first half. BYU did score early in that match. That's kind of been a consistent theme in this little run. But uh, uh, whether it was early or late, uh, you guys were equal to every thing that you, Ohio State threw at you, then here's mm -hmm. that eighth-minute goal. Uh, you open up on top, but uh, Ohio State was persistent, and Hannah Clark had to be really good in this one. Yeah, she had to come up with a couple really uh, really good saves in that first half to keep it at 1-0, um, but I thought defensively, like I said, we controlled a lot of that. They have, uh, obviously, a lot of talent, and they're used to scoring a lot of goals, and uh, this is the big mm. save right there that we thought might be going in. Hannah got a great hand on it, and, and then we just were able to play some tough defense, um, you know, drew a PK, uh, or they drew a PK. We kind of knew what side, or we thought we knew what side should go to, and Hannah handled it really well. Then got Nadia that. Scoring. Yeah, Nadia was a brilliant goal. Took it herself, and then here, uh, you know, they kept kind of putting some pressure on. But that extra pass that Nadia made to Ashley, you know, Ashley in front of the goal, she knows how to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, there it is. Three nothing as BYU wins it there. That's Ashley's ninth goal of the season and really your offensive players are putting up some crazy numbers right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I was breaking it down. If you take a look at the front four which includes your three forwards and then uh, Elena right. as the attacking center mid. Uh, the four, the front four, if you will, have combined for 17 goals and 14 assists from just mm -hmm. that group right there. Then when you include the other two mids, uh, Paige Barker and mm -hmm. Busy Phillips, that's another goal and four assists right there. Yeah. So the engine is really humming right now. It really is. And, you know, we've worked so much on the assist part of it. You know, putting our, our teammates in opportunities for some easier and some better shots, working the ball into the box and setting people up. So you see most of the goals that we scored are great passes where they're almost just one-time hits. Um, it's easier to, to, to score that way. And most of our goals are on the floor. We've worked a lot on our placement and our finishing, and it's just coming together for us. So we just have to maintain what we're doing and get a little bit better for each game. The, those front four I mentioned a moment ago, they're all in the career top 25 in goals scored right now. Some amazing career numbers. Ashley's tied for fourth. Uh, Murph's sitting at 13th. Elena is 19th, and uh, Nadia is 21st. So four players in a top 25 for career goal scoring. You've got them all playing at the same time. One of them is 
Elena Medeiros. We'll talk to Elena in just a minute. Coach, quick word about mm -hmm. uh, the week coming up. Uh, not too much of a break, but you played right. Monday. Don't play till Saturday, but mm -hmm. it's an in-state game up in Logan. Yeah, it's a tough match. Every time we play Utah State, it, it's very competitive. It usually is a one-goal differential. Um, you know, we want to go up there with the energy that we've had these last few games, carry that momentum forward. You know, Utah State's going to play us tough. They, they've watched us. They've seen how we play it, and they do a pretty good job of battling. And we'll just have to maintain with what we do and, again, just continue to take steps forward and hope to put a couple in the back of the net. Okay, well, BYU 6-1 going into this Utah State match. They're ranked sixth in three major top 25 polls right now. And you're among some very excellent company, right? There. Yeah, it's a, it's an honor to be up there. It's fun to see our names up there with all of those national powers. You know, Florida State and Stanford, Florida, uh, West Virginia, mm -hmm. Virginia. It's great to be mentioned right now uh, with all those teams, and we just want to continue to do that throughout the year. And at the end, that's when it counts the most. And we're just hoping to be up there at the end. And now we're to that point of the season where RPIs are finally being calculated and starting mm -hmm. to figure in. And I think you're looking at you're in second place right now in, in, in the adjusted RPI. Yeah, the, the official one will come out, I think, next Monday. But right now we're sitting at number two. Uh, we knew with the schedule coming in that we had opportunities to get some uh, great RPI numbers if we got the results. And we've done what we needed to do so far. And just have to keep winning, obviously. I mean, RPI stays nice and low uh, when you win games, uh, no matter who you play. So we have to keep that going and, and hope that we can continue to push for, you know, that NCAA spot and maybe mm -hmm. a seat after that. Yep. All right, we'll, uh, we'll give Jenna timeout. Well, no, we're not going to put her in timeout. She'll be taking a timeout. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with uh, Jen later in the show with some questions from social media for the coach. But coming up next, it is Elena Madero. She's our player guest this week. So I'm back with Elena right after this on BYU Women's Soccer Facebook Live. Back in a bit. Welcome back to BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. I am Greg Grubel visiting now with BYU attacking center midfielder and a senior. Senior already? I know. Oh, it's crazy. senior already, Elena Medeiros. Elena, thanks for coming in and taking the time. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How was practice today? It was awesome. We, we've been focusing a lot on trying to get the attacking center mid um, more touches on the ball, and I think our attack's doing really well. And so I think if we add that little component, then we can even be that much more dangerous. Okay, we're talking on Wednesday today. Normally we do the show on Tuesdays at 4.30, but we were traveling yesterday, so we bumped it to Wednesday. Yesterday was a travel day, but other than that, a day to kind of be off your feet and get rested up for the week to come. Is it nice to have those days that come in where there's no practice? Oh, yeah, it's always nice. It's always hard coming off a big, a big win, but it's really hard on your body, so it's nice to have that day off and we're able to recover and then hit it hard again. How exciting was it to go all the way to Ohio and see so many fans supporting you? You saw it at Penn State. You see it everywhere, but when you go so far away and feel like you've got that support, it has to mean a lot to you. Oh, yeah. We have the best fans in the world. Cougar Nation is awesome. It feels like every time we travel, it's a home game for us. We always have the support, and I, like Jen mentioned from the fireside, we had so many people turn out that we had seen at the fireside. So it was awesome to see so many people supporting us, and it brought that much more energy for our team. Were you someone that took piano lessons from when you were a little girl, yes, like all your life? Yes, I was that Mormon girl that took <laughs> piano lessons my whole life. <laughs> so you, so you, do you tend to get assigned to piano duties rather frequently Yeah, in life? I do. You're okay with that? I love it. It's so fun. Now you play really well, and it was Thank really a neat experience on Sunday night. So uh, the Ohio State win, big, but just the latest of a series of strong performances. You guys are on a roll right now. Oh, yeah, our team's doing very well, not just defensively, but offensively as well. I think the word I love using with our offense is lethal, like, once we get going, I don't think there's anyone in the country that can stop us. And so 
the thing now for us is to just keep that consistency and keep the ball rolling so that we're able to keep moving forward and getting those big wins for our team. I use that same word on the air, by the way, Monday night a couple <laughs> times, too. That's what you guys are right now. Now, leading up to the season, like the weeks before the season, you were nursing some knee pain and maybe uh, took you back a little bit by the start of the year. Tell us about that summer for you and how it transitioned into the start of the season. Yeah, it was kind of a different summer for me. I had a knee, a knee injury. Um, the fatty tissue in my knee was a little inflamed, and so they did a lot of things to get the inflammation down. So while I was doing a lot of rehab and biking, I was out there watching the girls free play a lot. And that was hard because a lot of the chemistry comes when we're all playing together and getting mm -hmm. that chemistry. So I think that was the hardest thing for me was getting back into the swing of things and how people play. But I think I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm 100% and ready to go. But it took a little while, right? I don't yeah. think maybe felt like yourself until you were a couple games in. No, maybe. I feel like at that Penn State game was when I felt like I was back and playing normal. Building up to that, I was still trying to find my groove again and trying to find my swag. And I think mm -hmm. after that big Penn State win is when I finally found it. Well, you're playing so well. The team's Thanks. playing so well. Uh, the rankings, I mean, sixth nationally, yeah. that's exciting, oh, but yeah. you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves. There's still a, a whole league slate to come, more non-conference games to where you want to be uh, at, where you want to be at the end of the year, but it looks good right now, doesn't it? Yeah, we're doing awesome right now, and all the ranks were all pretty high, but I, the rankings mean nothing now. It doesn't mean anything till the end of the season, so like I said, I think we gotta, we're doing well at keeping that consistency, and I think if we can keep that throughout the rest of the season, we'll be in good shape po come postseason. One of the great things about this team is we always knew Nadia could score. Now she's assisting like crazy. Yeah. Uh, we always knew Michelle could facilitate. Now she's scoring like crazy. Yeah. And Ashley, you always knew what she had, but last year was kind of a weird year for her, but she's back. So that front three looks like you'd want them to look like and then some. <laughs> They're all showing a little extra right now. Oh, yeah. Everyone looks great. I think all the pieces have finally come together for our team, and it's set perfectly for us to be super successful this year. I think Ashley's playing well. I know she's had a lot of hard times coming off of from last year, but she's playing, I think, the best I've ever seen her play. Murph scoring goals like crazy. Nadia's assisting like crazy. So I think everything's in line for us to be successful, and we've proven that so far. How proud are you of Hannah Clark, who comes in oh, for man. Rachel Boaz and now has three straight shutouts and really stood on her head on, on Monday in Columbus to get you guys the win? If you were saw any of the saves Hannah saved, I don't think any other keeper could have saved them. Hannah's been playing awesome. She comes up big for our team when we need it, and I think that's what's helping us as a team attack as well, that we know that we our goalie has our back and our defense has our back as well. Okay, since you are a senior and you've already had your last Utah game, now you get your last Utah State game. Yeah. Uh, what do these in-state games feel like? Because a lot of these times you're playing against girls you know or have known for a long time or played against, and now you get the Aggies up in Logan. Yeah, for me it's always hard playing against girls I know because I, they know me, I know them. It's kind of this weird vibe. But in-state rivalries, no matter who's ranked and who's not ranked, they're always hard. Like last year it was a 1-0 game. With Utah it's always hard. So I think... We'll have to come out and play our best game, but I think we'll be able to pull off the win if we keep playing how we've been playing. Okay, last thing for you. How would you characterize this team that you're on right now? What are a couple words that come to mind? A uh, couple words that come to mind. I'd say special. It's one of the most special teams I've played on. I know there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of potential for this team, and so it's super exciting to see how successful we've been and how successful we can be come postseason. Maybe we'll be able to do something a BYU team's never done, mm -hmm. so I think that's definitely a possibility this year.
Well, Lena, you are so skilled, so talented, <laughs> and so friendly and kind. Uh, it's good to be with you uh, always, and good to have you on the show here today. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's Elena Medeiros. We'll come back with the coach, Ted Rockwood, and your questions for the coach as we continue BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. Back in a bit. Welcome back. Final segment of BYU Women's Soccer on Facebook Live. Greg Grubel with the head coach, the Cougs, Jen Rockwood. And this is the segment where we go and take uh, your questions from social media, both on Facebook, the BYU Women's Soccer Facebook page in the comment section, or on the Twitter, right to my Twitter account, to at Greg Grubel. We're going to kick things off with someone who actually was at the game in Columbus. He introduced himself to me in the stands there at Ohio State on Monday. His name is Taylor, Taylor Shum, and his question is for Jen. And he says, uh, how do the girls properly recover from playing a physical team like OSU with traveling and schoolwork? You know, it's hard, and I think everybody has to do it a little bit differently. Um, you know, we talk to the girls. I mean, nutrition's important, hydrating's important, making sure they're getting extra stretching in. And, you know, everyone does it a little differently, but they have to find what works best for them because everybody recovers um, a little differently. But it's something that's very important. Uh, so often, less is, is more. And we know that, and we, as coaches, try to uh, arrange our practices around that and making sure that our girls have recovered, that they are ready and healthy and excited uh, to play the next game as opposed to fatigued and, and just not feeling quite up energized. Okay, uh, good question. Next question coming in from uh, Jason Burt on Twitter. This is an interesting question because I know things have changed over the years on this. How far out does BYU look for recruits? Are they usually only seeking commits from girls one to two years out or longer? Um, it's changed a lot, I would say, in the last three years where, um, you know, we already have a lot of our future uh, girls already verbally committed. Um, we have a great class coming in uh, in 2017. 2018's pretty firmed up, and actually our 2019 class is looking pretty solid and almost firmed up at this point. So I uh, already have a good list of 2020s who are only freshmen in high school. So I would say we start looking and evaluating kids when, in the eighth grade, uh, eighth to ninth grade, and by the end of the ninth grade, a lot of decisions have already been made. Okay. Another good question. This one coming from our old friend Jordan Christiansen. And uh, Jordan says, uh, you're 4-0 on the road. How do you keep the team so sharp after a road trip and then in a strange game environment? Um, we talk a lot about mental toughness and just preparing um, individually because if all of our girls are individually prepared, then it's obviously easier as a team. But, um, you know, something we talk a lot about, we have a great um, uh sports psychologist that we work with, Craig Manning. He works with us once a week, and, and we've just spent a lot of time. And these girls, like Elena and our seniors, they've been in the program for four years now. They know how important it is to mentally prepare and to, uh, to really you know, go after it. You have to intentionally um, prepare your mind and your body for these competitions uh, because so much is riding on every single mm -hmm. game. As a youth player, they're, they're playing 70 games a year. You know, our season's 20 games, and so everything is so important. We have to make sure we control all the controllables. Okay. Next question comes from Instagram. I should mention Instagram. It's also available uh, to get questions in. Uh, Neil Aaron from Instagram says, Coach Rockwood, uh, what would you say the biggest change is from your loss to Nebraska at home to now on a 5-0 streak, including beating Penn State and Ohio State on the road? I think the fact that the girls feel confident in the decisions that they have to make on the field. At Nebraska, um, as Elena mentioned and alluded to, there's a lot of, not necessarily pre pressure they put on themselves, but there's a lot of high expectations. Having such a great senior class, how many, having so many great returning players that they just want to do so well. As coaches, we've been trying to you know, check everything off to make sure we've covered everything. I just think it's a lot of information, and, and they weren't uh, having or feeling that freedom to make their own decisions. I think they were trying to 
maybe second guess what we as coaches wanted them to do. And we can't make any decisions on the field. The girls have to have that confidence in their own decisions. And I think just freeing it up, you know, taking away, not saying any more specific information, just cheering them on, pointing out all the great things that they're doing, staying as positive as we can. I think that was a great turning point for us and for the girls, for coaches as well. I think we learned a lot from that from that game just as much as the players did. But we're obviously moving in that right direction. And it was a, a good kind of wake-up call for us to recognize what needed to, to change in order for us to progress. No doubt. Uh, a question for Jen from a Jen, Jen Eager on Facebook. Uh, which of your players do you feel have improved the most since the end of last season? Wow, that's a, a great question. I think the easy one would be to go to Ashley based on the fact that she she didn't have, uh, you know, she missed a month and a half and we tried to get her back early but wasn't quite herself. But um, she's obviously playing uh, so well right now. Um, I would say Alyssa Jefferson has really stepped up and proved a lot. She's a redshirt freshman that just trained with us during the winter, um, got some good games in our, in our uh, exhibition games during the spring, uh, and I think she's made a, a lot of improvement as well. And we're asking Paige to do a lot uh, in the midfield, so I think she's really picked up her game. Okay. A last question will come to us from uh, Jay Lovett on Instagram. Uh, what are three main things you look for when recruiting the right player for BYU? Um, you know, th it sounds pretty generic, but we want players who really want to be at BYU. And we would never assume people would just come to BYU, but we want, we want players who know that they have an opportunity to compete at the highest level, but also really appreciate and understand all the other amazing things that BYU has to offer. You know, the great academic uh, environment here, the fun social environment, uh, and obviously the church environment, the spiritual component to this campus and to all of the student athletes. I think that's the main reason that draws them here. So we really want that, that, that someone to really appreciate the okay. entire package. Um, obviously, they have to be a difference maker. When we go out and watch a game, we're looking for the best player on the field. Um, we're not really looking for specific positions. We look for difference makers and girls who we feel potentially could, could uh, get even that much better. And so, yeah, we're having to make a lot of these decisions from, for little 14-year-olds. But uh, we've been doing it a long time, and, and I think we have a pretty good eye for what we're looking for. So you want that, you want to see the difference maker, you want the person that wants to be here. Mm -hmm. When it comes to skill, if there were a third thing, what are the skills that value that you most value? Well, I think we look for athleticism. Um, so we look for athleticism uh, as well as just that competitive drive. You, you've seen us play. We play a very high pressure. If you don't have that competitive drive and that wanting to outwork your opponent, you're probably not going to fit very well into our system. So obviously the athleticism, the work rate, and just the, the com how comfortable you feel with the ball at your feet. You know, there's just there's so much to it. But as we go out and watch, you can usually tell within mm -hmm. a game if, if it's someone you need to continue to watch or someone that... Uh, you know, probably isn't going to be able to, to play at the level that we're looking for. And you get enough of those players, that's how you win consecutive conference championships and get to NCAA tournaments and all those good things. It's all about the recruiting. You've got to be bringing in the, the right kids uh, and the kids that are willing. These girls work so hard. I, I wish people could even get a glimpse of how hard they work and how much they put in to what they do. And they're such great students as well. They just put everything into it. And it's just great and so rewarding to see them have success. Yeah, great players, great girls you got a great team right now six and 
and one on the year, five wins in a row, and kind of rolling right now. And now it's uh, Utah State on Saturday. You hope to keep things going uh, in mm -hmm. the tough in-state in match against the Aggies. Then you come back for four in a row at home. That's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of fun, but one more road match to get before that starts. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're to the point where we're kind of coming to end into the end of that uh, non-conference schedule that was uh, you know, so challenging as we look forward to it. We've really done well to this point, but we have to make sure we finish strong, doing everything we can to prepare for the big WCC conference uh, that's going to start coming up, and, and that's always a difficult, and that usually comes down to a win and a tie. Uh, who wins that? So, yeah, looking forward to these next three games to close off our non-conference schedule, and then we get an open conference at home against mm -hmm. Santa Clara. Yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be an epic match. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll miss my first soccer match of the season this Saturday. I've got some football duties back in Provo, but Robbie Bolo will uh, take you through BYU and Utah State Saturday afternoon in Logan. Should be a fun day with Robbie and uh, Hugh Van Wagenen, and then I'll get back on the horse uh, next week when you guys are home to Denver. So I'm sure Robbie will do a great job with you yeah. guys on the weekend. Of course, he knows the team about as well as anybody, yep. and uh, he's been around you guys a long time. So uh, to folks out there, enjoy the broadcast, radio broadcast on Saturday with Robbie Bolo and Hugh Van Wagenen. It'll be a 3.30 pregame and a 4 o'clock kick, and then we've got BYU football against UCLA right after that. So fun Saturday plan. Coach Rockwood, always good to be with you. We'll do it next Tuesday at 4.30. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, Thanks. for the coach, I'm Greg Rubel. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>